I'm excited to bring you this intro story, fellas. This article comes out of Motherboard and was written by Lorenzo Franceschi Bicarai. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. A hacker, a hacker took control of people's internet-connected chastity cages and demanded a ransom to be paid in Bitcoin to unlock it. Your cock is mine now, the hacker told one of the victims, according to a screenshot of the conversation obtained by a, by a security researcher that goes by the name Smelly and is the founder of VX Underground, a website that collects malware samples. In October last year, security researchers found that the manufacturer of an Internet of Things chastity cage a sex toy that users put around their penis to prevent erections that is used in the BDSM community huh. and can be unlocked remotely, <laughs> had left an API exposed, giving malicious hackers a chance to take control of the devices. And that's exactly what happened. According to a security researcher who obtained screenshots of conversations between the hacker and several victims, and according to victims interviewed by Motherboard, a victim who asked to be identified only as Robert said that he received a message from a hacker demanding a payment of 0.02 Bitcoin, around $750 today, to unlock the device. <laughs> he realised his cage was definitely locked... <laughs> And he could not gain access to it. Fortunately, he didn't have this locked on himself when this happened. Ooh, mama, the hackers be taking over your dicks. Oh my god! Yeah, but it's this a is it's terrifying. a BD, it's a BDSM market though, so half of them would be excited about that, wouldn't they? <laughs> how does this thing work though? Like, how does it lock your dick? I don't, I'm I'm confused. So I, I I sent you you fellas through a picture oh. of this device, right? So basically, it looks like you insert the device as it's they've used a carrot. In this picture, to as the uh, you know the insert for the phallic object you would be putting in there, the uh, dickeroony, and uh, yeah, it looks like I, I guess there's like a mechanism inside there that sort of you know crushes it just a little bit so you can't get circulation. But yeah, I dare say as much as someone may find it a little bit thrilling at first, uh, they're, they're probably going to be super fucking worried the second they need to take a piss and they yeah. realise that they're fucked. <laughs> well, the safety well, word apparently well, is Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, far out. This, this is, is terrible. Look, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not the kind of person who, who wants to put put my my phallic object into a device like this anyway <laughs> you know that i'm not putting my dick in no no dick trap like this the thought of this fucking uh, 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 terrifies me this is but the now this is though. like a whole new level this is like when you hear about hackers like hacking into people's baby monitors and whispering to their children and shit it's fucking it just <laughs> creeps you out it's the grossest shit ever i wonder what they whisper to the kids <laughs> like this because after a while the kids they're just babies so they don't respond so after a while as a hacker wouldn't you just get bored because you'd you, you know you just say some dumb shit the baby wouldn't respond in any way because it's a goddamn baby and then you just move on because like you know <sighs> like hey baby i <laughs> hey you're a baby <laughs> and, and, then, and then the baby's just you know doesn't respond what do you, you know Oh, Aaron, Aaron, you are, you are engaged now. Congratulations, by the way. I don't think we've mentioned <laughs> mentioned it on the show. Uh, do you think you'll think twice now, twice now before uh, you and the missus 
pull out the uh, chastity cage. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. It kind of is like that anyway. I just don't have the device, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 no. To news to reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories, and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. I am a very, very happy to be back, Zach. I am so stoked to be here again, the first time recording in weeks. And I'm Lockie. See, you oh, didn't need shit, to, you didn't need to introduce me. There you go. Just <laughs> fucking got in there, got it out of the way. You know, no anticipation. I thought of nothing over the break. Now, for our listeners, you would have had complete continuity because we pre-recorded a whole bunch of episodes for you to for you to get that fixed over the break. But yeah, I I have not I've not grown in any way. I've not I'm I'm not promising anything different in the new year. I'm not doing any of that stupid noob noob New Year bullshit. Um, same old same old shitty old Lockie. That's it. <laughs> I'm stoked to hear that, Lockie. You Thank you. Never change. You should never change. You are perfect. You are born perfect. And that's why I'm so stoked I get to sit across from you every week once again. And we're back with the regular show. It feels oh so good. And it also feels oh so good because we're kicking off the year with one of the best guests that we ever have on this show. Returning guests, one of our most prolific guests, the amazing Aaron. How are you, mate? Yeah, nice. Thank you, Zach. I'm glad I'm like not the bottom of the barrel guest. <laughs> you know, like it's it's a run and dry. We may as well get this guy on. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry, people. it's we'll been a slow week. We get... None of us have played any games. You know, we're completely, <laughs> we're completely. Everyone's playing Super Fortnite, and we just can't relate. So we got to bring in that that talent that just gets it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, yeah. and we're like, hey, we're boomers. You know, explain to us, explain to us this thing. We just don't get. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sitting at home playing Fortnite by any stretch of the imagination, though. But I do. Oh, thank God. I have played some pretty yeah bad games in my time that I can absolutely elaborate on. Mm. <laughs> but that would make for bad viewing. Fortunately for you, is a prerequisite on this show is that you cannot have played Fortnite. If you have, we don't want to hear your opinion because your opinions <laughs> are wrong. Yeah. Uh, just joking. <laughs> We've had Chris on the show. I know he's played Fortnite before, and so is Roger. Come on, guys, what's going on with you over there at Button Mash Pod playing Fortnite? What the fuck? Anyway, how, how have you been, fellas, over the last few weeks? How, how has the Christmas holidays and New Year's holidays treated you? Whoever, whoever wants uh, to go first. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, man, I've had a great time. Uh, unfortunately, I was going to go down to Adelaide uh, to visit family and folks, but the borders locked up on me there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to retrieve some of my annual leave and just work for an extra week. I uh, did have one week off, but as you mentioned, pre-podcast, we've got a wedding to plan, and oh my God, the amount of things that come along with that. Yeah. Uh, very happy though that, as you know, my wedding cake is a three-tier gaming cake, oh, uh, yes. including the likes of Pac-Man on one tier, Donkey Kong on another tier. Does it have tier. Fortnite on it? It better. It... <laughs> 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 there is no Fortnite or PUBG anywhere on this cake. Uh, <laughs> so, 
yeah, you won't be throwing the cake up. Um, but yeah, just just very busy with that kind of stuff. Have got around to playing some games as well, though, which uh, I can't wait to dive into with you, gents. Oh, me too. I'm so excited to talk about some games. Lockie, how's the uh, break treated you, my friend? Well, yeah, so I tried going down to Adelaide, but due to the border closage, um, uh, that didn't work. And I was going down to Adelaide to see family and friends. And I have this wedding that I'm arranging upcoming for the year. We got a three-tier gaming cake. Um, so yeah, same old, same old. Well, you could definitely pay for it. I'll give you that. <laughs> you oh no, that this is no, this is a different one. Yeah, oh, completely, yeah, completely different to yours. Um, we got Fortnite. <laughs> we got um, we got that other thing you said, PUBG, and uh, and uh, yeah. Cyberpunk on Xbox One and PS4 cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a very ironic cake. Um, yeah, where it just it's doesn't ga- work as a cake. It, it, it's a gay wedding, so everything is ironic. <laughs> Oh, great. Good good work, Lockie. I was so excited to get back, and you've already ruined it for me. You've already ruined 2021. <laughs> hey, only hey, 16, actually, you know, you know, half of that is actually not, not completely unbelievable. I am from Adelaide. Aaron and I actually do <laughs> did, 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 um, did grow up in a sense together. Um, he's a little <laughs> bit older than me, so um, yeah. So he's like the old bitch, and, and I'm the, the young, hot, fresh meat. Um, yeah. coming from Adelaide, <laughs> coming from, coming from psycho Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. I love how the bar's already low that we come from Adelaide, but what's lower is I'm older than you as well. Yeah. And, you're older and, and less shittier. Youthful. <laughs> That's right. Well, you, you know, yeah, you, you scoff at Fortnite, whereas I love Fortnite. I, I absolutely adore it. No, I don't. I'm kidding. But I do play Dota. So that's something. Shout out to anyone listening in uh, Adelaide. Obviously we love you. If you couldn't tell <laughs> from what we've been saying here now. Look, when it comes to the the Pain Olympics and 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 sh- shit like that, I got to say I, I'm the clear winner over the holiday break. Mm. I managed to right before Christmas break my foot, <laughs> oh my which God. was fantastic. Right at the time I, I work at a retail store that sells games, it's supposed to be the time where I'm earning all the monies. Yeah, and it was the exact opposite of that. I've just been let, watching the all the money in my bank account slowly, slowly drain away. Uh, and yeah, and then to top it off after that, to start off 2021, shout out to my poor mum. I hope you're feeling better. She uh, broke her back. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh my as well god! Too. So yeah, I guess at some stage uh, throughout my travels, I stepped on a concrete crack, and my mum is now suffering the consequences. Uh, yeah, feeding the chooks, slipped over in the mud and landed straight on her back and fractured one of her lower vertebrae. So yeah, obviously I wish. My mum a very speedy recovery. Yeah, we and yeah, shout Holy out to her, shit. the poor thing. Were, were one of you mean to an old lady that turned out to be a witch in November? <laughs> yeah, oh, this all makes sense. There was that one rainy night where mum and I hit that gypsy uh, in our car and we just sort of left her and she was shouting nonsense to us as we were driving away and it sounded, could have been mystical, but I never really thought anything of it until just now, Lockie. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think the uh, your family need to drink some more milk, Zach. Strengthen those bones. <laughs> yeah, 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 your bone. Yeah, genetically, oh, your bones mate. are dog shit. <laughs> Get more calcium in your shit. Um, although oh, I gotta God. say, Zach, I, I I think um I think the broken foot look suits you. <laughs> I I don't know what hey, it is man, about I'm... it, but you're rocking it. I've got some fucking gaming done. I tell you what, that suited me. I've I've played so much video games. 
It's it's I, I I can't tell where the real life starts and the video games ends. It, it's 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 good and it's also not good. <laughs> well, life oh, is yeah, just no. a video game oh, anyway. Yeah, video games is a cry for help. We all know it. Everyone who plays <laughs> video games, we're all we're all running. We're, we're all trying to escape from our shitty lives. It's the same story. We're all we're all in it together. Anywho, let's talk about games. It's time to get into for the first time. In 2021, the video game news. That pausing, I thought there was an actual game called 2021, the video game. Oh, mate, I don't want to play that. Whatever it is, I don't want any part of it. It's probably just just microtransactions and... You can you can never actually win it. You just like things just get progressively worse yeah. as you play. It's just on nightmare difficulties. Twenty twenty one just started. I should be a bit more optimistic. <laughs> I think anyway. Got bad graphics. People who should not be optimistic at all right now. Are the people over at CD Projekt Red, because you know we may have taken a break for a few weeks with and with some pre recorded goodness, but. The uh, video game industry certainly did not, and the cyberpunk story just kept on going. So if anyone who's listened to the last couple of regular episodes before our pre-recorded stuff will know the whole debacle behind the uh, uh, the release of Cyberpunk 2077. It was an absolute buggy mess. It was unplayable on the base consoles and was an absolute disaster, and CD Projekt Red lied and would not show footage of the base consoles uh, before release. Uh, and yeah, really shot themselves in the foot. They bloody uh, their stock price fell by thirty percent. Uh, the uh, the user score is sitting still around like three point something at the moment uh, on Metacritic. There, it, it was just an absolute disaster. And I, you know, I, I kept playing it through all the patches, and it didn't get much better. I finished the game up after about fifty hours, and I reckon I had at least forty crashes mm. in that time, and that was playing on the PlayStation 5, and that's not even counting all the crazy bugs and things like that. Uh, and, yeah, since our last episode, uh, there's now a class action lawsuit that has been filed against them in LA. Uh, so we'll keep you posted on what happens with that. And uh, CD Project Red, just a few days ago, we're recording this on Sunday the 17th, uh, they released a bit of a video apology, which, look, you know, they said some things that sound great, but at this point, CD Projekt Red, I don't believe a word they say. They lied through their teeth throughout the whole marketing for, for Cyberpunk 2077, so it's all this shit that really just <laughs> remains to be seen. And Did they have, finally... like, a guy crying into the camera, mascara running? I'm so oh. sorry, we tried. Oh. Leave our developers alone. That... <laughs> <laughs> Stop sending death threats to our developers, please. <laughs> They they even lied in the or at least admitted the truth in the apology because they all they said was oh we just didn't give a code for the base consoles uh, uh, for review until two days before release but they just didn't even address at all that they told people they weren't allowed to show footage of the base consoles even if they had it as well as they weren't allowed to show their own footage of the PC game running as well too they're only allowed to show the beta, the the uh, B-roll from the trailer mm. so yeah they they just didn't even address that it was just so f- for me I think bullshit apology but finally now there's been a big expose by one mister Jason Schreier Oh oh no is Jason Schreier exposed 
He's doing the exposing there over oh, at Bloomberg. Okay, and now, look, it's uh, a our, massive... Our gallant knight of the gaming industry news, Jason Schreier. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Cracking off the year with a Jason Schreier. Now, look, I have reached the limit of how many of Jason Schreier's articles I'm able to look at because there's a paywall. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> at Bloomberg. So, but I do recommend going and checking it out. I, re- I did read through most of it. It's a great article. But I- I've got a bit, just a bit of an excerpt that really sums it up quite well from Richard Lawler over at Engadget. Despite being announced in 2012, the company CD Projekt Red was still focused on The Witcher 3 and full development didn't begin until 2016 when CD Projekt Red hit the reset button. The game's impressive E3 uh, 2018 demo is described as almost entirely fake. Despite pledges from leadership that crunch wouldn't be necessary, developers still felt pressured to work long hours. And when its spring 2020 release date was announced, they started taking bets on when it would be delayed. So Jason Schreier interviewed 20 people who were either employees of CD Projekt Red or former employees and... They basically all wanted to remain anonymous for the sake of being able to have some kind of a career. Uh, But yeah, so, you know, take this for what you will. These people haven't come forward with their names, but Jason Schreier generally does really good reporting and corroborates a lot of this stuff. Yeah, so basically confirming what we thought. Uh, Apparently, a lot of the focus was more on the marketing side for Cyberpunk 2077 than than what should have been really been on the development side. Well, I mean, you know, you don't need... You don't need mm. physical proof to to reach that conclusion. You you mm. only need to look at the end results and go, oh, what happened here? Oh, okay, well, yeah, they, they had an incomplete uh, game and a shit ton of marketing control. Like, yeah. it's very obvious stuff. Now, Aaron, I know I just went through a whole lot there, and the saga isn't even over. We've still got <laughs> patches to come. We've still got the next-gen updates to come for Cyberpunk 2077. But what do you think of this insane roller coaster of a story thus far? Where, where do you land on CD Projekt Red? This is um this is a hundred percent business related now. This is and, and it's been that for a while. Like what a lot of people forget about is you know you don't just have developers and that's it at a at a studio you know creating games. Like you have top line management and and with Cyberpunk it has been a clear clear example of what what a business looks like when only management makes the calls and and that's what we're getting at here like we have finance sitting with sales um sitting with the development operation lead so not the developers but the guys at the very top of that that chain um sitting there going we've blown so much money on marketing we have exhausted our budget we're going to go under or really take a hit seriously badly if we do not release this game soon and it bring back all of the money that we spent and make profit and unfortunately you know you can see that they're in damage control now like you know they they did exactly that they they released the game last year uh, because, you know, they were running low on budget. They spent absolutely everything on marketing. They had nothing else left and they needed to get a return. They did the clever, I'm going to air quote that because I don't think it is, but in a business term it is, the clever idea of only giving out footage, uh, B-roll footage that looks amazing and completely making sure that all of the bad stuff, which I'm referring to Xbox One and PlayStation 4 footage, is completely silenced. 
Because if you can do that, if you can silence everything that's bad and only show what's good and don't let the reviewers explore either, so only B-roll, yeah, it looks amazing. And you're going to get a 9 out of 10 game or a 10 out of 10 game, which is exactly what they got from so many reviewers. You get that massive review, you get all of the pre-orders and all of the sales in, after that, you're good. The business has made money. You guys are winning. Well done, CD Projekt Red. Everyone's shaking hands with each other because it's, it's a success. Yes, you'll have refunds because people actually discover the truth when the game's out there that, okay, it's not as good as what it was all saying. But that's only a small percentage of the profit that you've made. And you can pretty much account for that when you're sitting around a boardroom table as well going, we need to make sure that every angle's covered here. If we do release a shit game, do we have enough funds to recover that, you know, when it comes to the refunds? The answer's mm. all yes, yes. Fantastic. Release the game. Get it out there. And then after that, we go full force into damage control, which is exactly what they've been doing ever since uh, the game released. And this is just another part of damage control. Although they've been doing a shit job at damage control, to be honest, because they're not even acknowledging the big criticisms that people are upset about, which I suppose from a legal perspective, maybe they're, they think somehow they're going to be able to fight this misleading and deceptive conduct case. I don't think they will because it's pretty a pretty egregious example of it. And being such a massive game, um, you would think that whatever court is presiding over it, they'd want to make an example of this sort of company because it's really not the sort of behavior that you'd want to continue from any sort of consumer perspective yeah uh, yeah yeah shitty damage control to be honest yep it's not the best damage control you're absolutely right but this kind of stuff should be left for politics right like like i mean actual politics in the world like you know what it's like i'm not going to dive into politics everyone has a different um you know view on things but you know what it's like with fake news and uh, the controversy of what someone says isn't really what they mean and, and all of that. I'm just lightly touching on it. Like, that should not be anywhere in gaming. It shouldn't be. It should be, this is what you're gonna, this is what we've created. We're going to show you gameplay. We're going to show you what it's like. You know, you're going to get a review after that because people have actually played it. That's what a game is. It shouldn't be completely directed by the company making the game, which is exactly what happened here with uh, with Cyberpunk. 100% B-roll footage for reviews. No access to uh, the core, the, the at the time, current gen. Like, that's just atrocious because, yeah, you are absolutely just, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, monopolizing your, your return, which is going to be great because you're showing great stuff. Not real yeah, stuff. Yeah, but on, only good in the short term. So in the long term, they basically gutted their own brand reputation. So this is all, and and I agree with you. This is very classical, top tier management think because mm-hmm. it's all very short term pra- uh, planning and short term returns. So they're going to get high returns in this financial year, so they can justify their own their own role to stockholders and things although i don't think they can successfully do that because the stock value has dropped as a result of all of this bullshit but Mm. in their initial mind around this strategy it was purely about making as much money as possible um at the cost of completely running their brand product and future prospects into the ground so Mm. congratulations cd project red managers you fucked what was once a great company thanks yeah, you know what? I've mentioned it before when I was on this episode, right? But And I kept saying it to you lads the whole way up to it. This is the, the classic tale of Anthem. 
and Bioware and, you know, what happened with that when they kind of dropped the ball on Andromeda a little bit. Uh, people were worried, but then, you know, they announced Anthem. It's going to be amazing. We got the same kind of hype for it. Anthem came out. It was absolutely terrible. Now that trust for Bioware games has dropped with, with common gamers. Like, they're like, mm. oh, is it going to be another Andromeda? Are we going to get another Anthem when we talk about the next Dragon Age or the next, you know, uh, whatever else they're, they're creating kind of thing? This is absolutely how CD, CD Projekt Red are going to are going to be looked at now as well. It's like, oh, I don't know. Is it going to be a broken mess if we're talking about yeah. another CD Projekt Red game? And, and, and they bloody That's deserve right. it. Like, even as far as the apology goes, like, this is a, you know, tinfoil hat theory, but, like, it's the timing seems a little bit interesting uh, that this apology would come out only three, four days before this massive Jason Schreier Bloomberg article came out. Now, I'm sure they heard whispers that someone was trying to talk to their employees and, you know, Bloomberg, Jason Trice said that he reached out to CD Projekt Red and, and, like, and the management there for comment. They didn't want to have an interview and refused to comment. So I'm sure they knew that this was coming. So maybe even this apology was just, uh, just them getting ahead of it and trying to get a bit of goodwill before this massive story came out. Oh, no, look, they've, they they apologised day one after they fucking released the game. Yeah. Like, they've been non-stop apologising yeah. since yeah. release. And we've we've had multiple... You know, go That's back to point, our episode, though. we've so had so many... So why do this weird video apology where he's staring down the camera like Be- the fucking yeah. CEO uh, of I, Ubisoft? I, I, I do it's, not That's know. what I mean. Like, why would they just all of a sudden decide to do a video apology now... Like like um, over a month after release, like it, like not even when they have the patches right around the corner, it just seems a little <laughs> yeah. bit sus. To I, me. I think though that the letters Zach are losing their impact. Like I, um, if they had any impact to begin with, though, I have no idea. But you know, like yeah. the yellow iconic letters that they send out saying, "Yeah, we're sorry." I honestly feel that, that that's worthless. Like every letter that comes out from them, I feel nothing for it. I'm like, yeah, Anything I don't believe they say it. Is worthless at this point. Like the unprecedented shit they they pulled with not sh- being allowed to show their own PC footage or any of the console footage. Like at this point, they've got a lot of work to do before I'll, I'll believe anything that they say. Um, yeah. yeah. Is is the running theme of this show uh, of this this entire podcast that over time everyone ends up like me? <laughs> Senile and cynical. <laughs> yes, it's senile. Uh, well, a, a, a little touched. A little touched, I'll, I'll acknowledge. I am that. older than you, so I'll probably get to senile first. Thanks for reminding uh, me. But... Oh, no, my mind is degraded. It is degrading at a much faster rate. Um, <laughs> well, I think Lockie was more referring to his cynicism and see yeah. if I can turn that cynicism around with uh, letting him know that machine games... Uh, the developers behind Wolfenstein, uh, you know, owned by Bethesda, who I get, you know, owned by Microsoft now because Microsoft just owns all the studios, are making an Indiana Jones game. What are you thinking, Lockie? Is that crack your whip? No, fuck no. Like, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, why? Why? Why do I? Why would I want that? Uh, why is that some? <laughs> why is? Why is a fucking Lucasfilm franchise from fucking? 30 years ago, something I'd be propping up. Mm. Hey, man, you know, like, we've had all these Uncharted games, which are basically Indiana Jones. Yeah, and that's what it's going to be. That's it. It's just going to be another Uncharted. Yeah, no, I couldn't give two shits. 
<laughs> How about you, Aaron? Oh, <laughs> uh, mate. We just talked about uh, Cyberpunk and how, you know, it's it's a business and you got to remember that it's not just developers. It's the same deal here, right? This is Disney that owned the franchise to uh, LucasArts and to uh, Indiana Jones, which is part of that. Uh, you know, when, when Disney go out there to uh, go to tender saying, hey guys, hey video game developers, publishers, we want someone to pick up Indiana Jones and create an Indiana Jones game. Uh, you know, to, to actually utilize this franchise that we're pretty much leaving dormant currently. Um, you know, we've got a new movie coming out next year, I think it is, or the year after. There's another indie movie, believe it or not. Um, oh, okay. That that makes sense. Now, that's exactly. a smart tie-in. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree with you. It's smart from a business sense. It's just, as a consumer, like, you know, their last movie came out five years ago. It wasn't that great. So, I don't really know if anyone's really hyped up around the franchise. Yeah, so, see, that, that's it. Yeah. Like, you've got to remember that when, like I said earlier, and to all the listeners out there, games are great. I love them. We take them for what we are, and we're players. But you've got to remember that this is a business that needs to make money. And, uh, and yes, Indiana Jones uh, is a franchise that at one point in time made a lot of money. And, uh, and with a new movie that's coming out that's got uh, Disney's uh, bottomless wallet behind it kind of thing, um, yes, this could make your business, your as a publisher or developer, a lot of money. So that's why you're seeing a new Indiana Jones game. I'm pretty damn sure it's got nothing to do with the fact that um, people, quote-unquote, love or remember Indiana Jones and want more of that. It's got more to do with how much coin's going to come in uh, at the end of this. And yeah, just personally, okay. sorry, just just personally, no, I don't want another Indiana Jones game myself. <laughs> okay. There are so many better games out there, like you said, Uncharted, Tomb Raider, even with the remakes. Uh, I don't need a uh, another another clone of that. I'm happy to keep it there. Is Harrison Ford gonna? Uh, is he gonna come back? Because he he's is. pretty old now. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it is him, and it's like an old. It's like it's 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 uh it's made by the develop. Sorry, the studio that created Logan. You know the X Men movie yeah. Logan. So and it's gonna be in that oh. kind of a format. Oh, you know I where like he's movie. an old oh, man, God. and you know he's an old man, but he still wants yeah. to kick it kind of thing. Like it's it's that kind of scenario. I would be more accepting of a scenario where he's basically Sean Connery in number three. And he's passing it on to Indiana Jr. Well, they Indo-Jew. did that. Yeah, they Indo- did Jew that. Is what I, oh, yeah, they did. Kind with of Crystal with Crystal Skull, with Shia LaBeouf or whatever his name is. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah, but give it to someone better than Shia. Yeah, like, they, they tried that right. with Crystal Skull, and it was, it was shit. Like, um, it wasn't yeah. a good movie, right? Yeah, but that, that's just because there wasn't good chemistry, I think, between those two. Give it to someone else. For, um, do, do, do do you remember the really racist one, Temple of Doom, where they had the little um, Chinese kid that followed Short him round. Around? Yeah, short, short round. round. Yeah. Bring short round back, but grown up. <laughs> I want a sexy Asian Indiana Jones. <laughs> like, fucking do it. Fucking give, do it, Disney. If, if win, back, a, win back some of that Asian market you've scared off over all these years. If you want a sexy Asian uh, like protagonist, uh, you yeah. need to go with Robin Shao from the 1995 Mortal Kombat film as Liu Kang. <laughs> That's 19, kind of... 19... Okay, he's sounding like he's probably a little bit um, old for the role that we're, we're looking at him for. But anyway, um, we are not a movies um, podcast as much as I want to be one. Zach, please move on with yes. the guy. Games-related shit. Well, Ubisoft Massive, the developers behind The Division, are making an open-world, narrative-driven, 
Star Wars game. That's right. Disney <laughs> has decided to crack open the vault just a little tiny bit and saying, no, EA, you suck a fat dick. You've released all these terrible Star Wars games bar a couple, Star Wars Squadrons and Jedi Well, yeah, their last two were fucking incredible, so we can't be that. We can't high-rate them that much. That's not good enough for Disney, mate. They need to make all the fucking money in the world. And now they've decided to let Ubisoft make a Star Wars game. I I really wasn't expecting to... Yeah, get this news. I was thinking it was going to be at least a few more years. The deal was struck in 2013. I thought it wasn't going to be until 2023 that we saw anyone else handling the Star Wars license in the gaming sphere. Oh, I can't wait. That means we're going to get a game with a really strong start and then a whole lot of nothing and then a confusing (laughs) ending. Yay! Yeah, I'm I'm very curious about this one. They're they're saying it is going to be narrative-based, so maybe they're not going to be... For the first 20% of the game, yes. Yes, we know. Maybe they're not going to be leaning too much on on the whole um, you know, I'm hoping it's not going to be the division style game where it's a live service and the story is kind of just a backseat thing mm. and the real, oh, the real they all, thing is trying yeah, to get they, you into the grind of playing with your friends and playing over and over again. They have said they already have online, narrative yeah. driven, but that's just, you know, I'll, I'll wait and see because as I said, Ubisoft massive. They made the division. I haven't seen them, seen them really do a, a story yet. They've done like a background story, but so we'll have to wait and see. But Lockie, it sounds like you're dying to let me know what you think of this Yeah, I have opinions on this. So I don't think it's going to be like Division. I'm pretty sure it's going to be more in line with their Assassin's Creed franchise. That's that's great! Yeah, well, I think it's pretty pretty fucking obvious, Zach. I mean, like, they're already saying it's not a massive multiplayer online experience, so I don't think they're... They want you to to look at it from that perspective. They want you to go, Assassin's Creed in space? Hell yeah. Which, you know, as an initial thought, awesome. Looking forward to seeing what the end result will be, but reserved, because I have a few problems with um, Ubisoft's approach to the Assassin's Creed franchise, which we'll get into later, particularly around... Like, I'm starting to notice a very clear pattern, and it's been the same pattern since Assassin's Creed 3. And that is, is that you get 20% of a game and then you get 60% filler and then 20% of an ending. And I'm very sick, sick of that filler. But, you know, again, does that mean I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, stand firm and not purchase it? Hell no. Mm. I'll, of course, if it's a good polished game, that's exciting. Mm. So, well, you look, know, I, you take your good with the bad. I've I got to say, man, I, as far as I've seen, there hasn't been any confirmation that it isn't going to be uh, like an online based multiplayer game just because they're saying it's an open world narrative driven star wars game they they'd probably also categorize the division as a open world narrative driven game you know what i mean it's got a narrative and it's open world technically so i don't think they're, look, they're I'm, leading I'm that with narrative driven mm. i think uh, that's the key word there zachary and i i don't well, think what, division well, is a narrative driven game well, wait, yeah. yeah, I don't think so either, but like it probably could be described as that. So we'll have to wait and see if the, there could very well be multiplayer in this. There could be, and if they do, they're probably going to put in these kinds of systems yeah. where they set up a grind for you and find oh, these absolutely. really They'll loose do that story shit. ideas to just do absolutely yeah. They'll do that shit, Zach, but they got that in Assassin's Creed. So they, I, I really think it's going to be based on mm. the Assassin's Creed model, not the Division model. Mm. I really, I really don't. I hope you're right. I really do. I uh, really do. Division yeah. is a money-making thing. The Assassin's Creed model is their is their sort of flagship thing that they like to. It's their show pony. It's what they like to trot out, and they're definitely going to do that for Disney. Disney will be throwing a lot of money their way, and they're not throwing it for Division games. Yeah. 
I hope you're right. Do you, do you think Lockie's right, Aaron? Uh, yeah, no. Like, there are things that you're saying that I agree upon. Some other things I'm questioning, though. Like, just think about this, guys. Uh, the Far Cry franchise, right? Like, think about all of it. What would you say would be number one? What What did you enjoy? Which Which game do you think had the best protagonist and, you know, was a really good game? Oh, it's an easy answer is yeah, three. Three. Sure. Okay. Yes, three. So, agreed. So, guess who had, mo- like, most of the development arm of that? That was massive entertainment. So this company okay. this company worked heavily on Far Cry 3. Okay. So, okay. Like, that, gives, that gives me some hope, yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, like what Lockie said, there was probably about... Well, that was a bit more than 20% good narrative in that one. Maybe, maybe it was closer. We'll, to like we'll get 40%. into that. That's an opinion yeah. of mine. Yeah, I'm just and trying to... I w- and I will defend it later on. I'm just trying to yeah. show you, though, that, like... Uh, yeah, if you're focusing just on division, um, then it's easy to kind of, you know, point out what they do well, what they don't do well. But this is a company that has had uh, a lot of strong influence in other games as well. Um, there's other ones I'm looking at now I've never heard of, though, like War in Conflict, uh, Ground Control, Dark Conspiracy. I don't even know those ones. But just remember, too, Division actually has a ton of... Of narrative, like the division and all of Tom Clancy games are based upon the Tom Clancy books, so there is a ton of content and lore with Division. There is, if you look it up, if you have a look at what Tom Clancy's done, there is so much. The game itself, yeah, didn't Aaron, follow. Aaron, narr- I am not reading. I'm not reading a fucking novel series <laughs> in order to flesh out the lore of a video game. I'm no, sorry, I I'm agree. not doing it. I agree. <laughs> it's it's like it's like uh, what is it? Middle Earth, right? Law, uh, War in the North, and what was the other one called? War of Mordor or Shadow of Mordor? War, Shadow, War, of Mordor. Mordor. Shadow, Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, Mordor. right. So that uh, as well. Like, I don't want to read all the Lord of the Rings book in the Sumerian. But when the game actually presents all of that lore in digestible, you know, chunks that I can follow, I love it. And the thing about uh, Division is they didn't do that. They didn't give it to you like as in, here's cutscenes, here's a story to go follow, go and do all of this. They gave it to you in, uh, here's the direction of where you need to head to to find out more. And as you go along, you pick up audio logs and you learn more. Keep in mind, though, that I don't even think... That's the way we should be looking at this new open, this, this new Star Wars game either, though. There is, when it comes to developers trying something new, it's so common, right? There's so many developers out there that do mix things up. Even Rockstar did it, right? When they got, when they did Grand Theft Auto, they were top down games. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 1, Grand Theft Auto 2, and no one would have thought back then, oh yeah, we'll try it in 3D instead and see how that works. They tried it in 3D, they'll never go back. It's the best version of the game so when well, a company yeah, but that's does a try something new that's a te- that's a technology thing that's uh, i i see that as more utilizing what is what is innovating and bringing tech forward at the time rather than them them being innovative yeah. it's just them utilizing the new stuff which is a which is a no-brainer i'd say being innovative is something that changes up that really throws the spanner in the works in terms of the existing models so for example majora's mask over Zelda using the same tech, Majora's innovates using the weird sort of day day mm-hmm. night cycle, um, you know, being on the rails for three days over just you know open world. Here's the dialogue. Yeah, but so don't, I, yeah, but don't you see this happening again though, Lockie? Because if you think about it, right, these guys are massive. They're grounded upon worlds uh, that are built in cities or in towns, and it's yeah. the same kind of thing. But this time we're going outside of the friggin' world. We're going to space. 
we're going to be doing like uh, traveling in space, space battles. I'm guessing, um, you know, exploring new worlds and stuff. That's something that's uncharted territory for Massive so far. Like they have not done anything close to that before. So well, this... I mean, yeah, but it's all, it's all, it's all the, it's all relative. So from a des- designer perspective, that's all just that's all bells and whistles. That's a coat of paint. That's different textures. It's all still the core game. Uh, gameplay. I don't think it's going to be space battles where you're going to... Be- I don't think they're going to focus too much on the ship stuff. I think it's going to be more of a... You're a Jedi swinging your saber around. You might go into into ships to infiltrate them and do stuff. But you're going to be fighting. Like, it's going to be... Because, I mean, if they wanted to do the space battle stuff... I mean, they could, could they could include it in there in the same way that Ubisoft has naval battles, but it's not going to be a core gameplay mechanic. Yeah. I really think it's going to... Uh, and also, I don't think they're going to be particular. I don't think Disney's interested in taking risks. They're, they went with Ubisoft because they said, this. <laughs> you've done Assassin's Creed, we like your games, we like your style, we like what you're putting out there. It's moving sales really well. Um we want that for Star Wars. You know, another thing too, just quickly on that, and I agree, Lockie, I do actually agree with what you're saying. I think uh, when this comes to a Disney decision as well, it's like we want a developer that can make amazing open worlds. And when yeah. you think of open worlds, who exclusively does them? There's only one real oh, developer. Oh, that oh ex- CD Projekt Red Hands Down. Okay, that's ridiculous. Until, <laughs> until, 20, until 2020. Yeah. But like Ubisoft <laughs> you know, He obviously meant Rockstar. It. That's who he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's Rockstar. what I'm talking about. Yeah, Rockstar. Yeah, yeah. Or that um, Charlie's Angels game they did back in like 2006 on the GameCube. Oh my God. Yeah, how, amazing, how amazing would a Red Dead Redemption um, game in space be? <laughs> that would be awesome. But also you've got to remember too though that... Um, Ubisoft and a lot of developers right now have their studios already tied up making future projects. Yeah. So I I guess the the way I look at it is Massive might be one of the only Ubisoft studios that doesn't have something slated for 2021, 22, 23 and have like we would think that Division 3 would probably be their next project if something else doesn't come up and guess what? Something came up. So I'm thinking yeah. that that's probably the reason why Massive got their hands on it over all of the other Ubisoft studios because they're tied up. They're midway into development on, you know, everything else, Far Cry 6 and all of that. Yeah. Man, it's crazy news and it's one of the like, you know, it's a yeah, a big surprise to go into the new year and I'm so ex- it's a such a big question mark. I'm so excited to mm. when we actually get to see some of this. It is exciting. Speaking of yeah. things that we're excited to see, it's time to start talking about all the games that are going to be coming out in 2021. And that's with a big old asterisk, because most of these was there, games... Was there an asterisk next to that asterisk? Yes. <laughs> most of these games probably aren't going to be coming out in 2021, because we're going to just keep seeing delay after delay after delay. But I have a... Wonderful list written by Jordan Serrani over at IGN. I recommend going to check out his article. It was a massive comprehensive list of all the games coming out in 2021. It's so big that there's a lot of them that I've left off of here. But let's get cracking. The first game of note that we'll be releasing, and it's starting off with the games which have like a solid date or more a more accurate date rather than, you know, just 2021 or early 2021. And the first one is Hitman 3, which is coming out not too far away, just a few days away on January 20th uh, to basically every single platform, including Stadia, and even will be coming via cloud streaming to Switch at some point. 
Aaron, do you you going to be picking up Hitman Three when it comes out in a few days? Absolutely not. Like, uh, don't get <laughs> okay. don't get me wrong. I'm not ragging on the franchise at all. It looks like an incredible franchise, especially the fact that it's been rebooted and it's you know people love it. And it's kind of in its own class at the moment with no Splinter Cell. It pretty much is your own, uh, you know, stealth kind of shooter game that that people have fun with in a sandbox. So I praise it for what it is. However. I never choose the stealth option. Like, even when we talk about Assassin's Creed games later on, if I can go in, you know, gory and messy as hell, I'm taking every option to do that. I don't have the patience for stealth, unless it's perfect dark. But then again, that also mixes action as well. And yeah, no. So the answer's no, Zach. I will not be getting yeah, that Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I, my, I've sort of been... Uh, uh, like taught by Ubisoft games to do like just to to get I'm used to this really generous stealth system where I've got a nice meter I can see filling up to know if someone's going to be able to look at me I can walk right past somebody as long as there's a bush right there I'm all sweet so so I gave Hitman 1 and 2 a go and yeah I'm just I I get I get frustrated and bored with that much in-depth stealth like you can't go into this area because you're not wearing this suit or you gotta you know jump up and down and do the secret handshake if you want to get into this room and like like and i know people love that stuff and i do enjoy watching let's plays and stuff with hitman the way people get creative with how they actually take out their targets but it's for me i just don't find myself yeah enjoying unless you can go john wick do you think I'm not interested <laughs> yeah yeah so do, do you think you could uh, find yourself enjoying playing hitman 3 lucky no um, same with you. We're, we're a bit, we're an echo, one, yeah, echo chamber. I've only ever played the first Hitman, and I thought it was boring as shit. Couldn't get past the first couple of levels. Um, yeah, not okay. For me. Well, maybe you'll be excited by the medium, which is coming out on January twenty eighth. Uh, to it's a, a Microsoft exclusive coming to Xbox <laughs> Series X and S, and also to PC. And it was made by. Bloober team who made layers of fear, which you and I both shit our pants to, Lockie, and had a <laughs> had a great time. Um, do you think you'll be picking up the medium? Have you have you checked out any of the the footage of this one thus far? Oh, look, I wasn't a fan of the TV show, so probably not. Patricia <laughs> um, <laughs> Arquette. So- yeah, it look, I, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that show. <laughs> You're right, and I notice in the gameplay that this chick looks nothing like Patricia Arquette. Like, what yeah. the hell? What were they thinking? Yeah, I thought it was a strange choice, to be honest, to base your game on, like, you know, pretty, 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 you know, it's one of those, it's it's a generic detective show, but they got to have a hook, so the hook is yeah. that she can talk to ghosts. Yeah. Well, Aaron, you're our resident Microsoft fanboy, this is a Microsoft mm. exclusive, so you must be fucking just chomping at the bit <laughs> to get your hands yeah. on this one. Is this going to be Ori, the next story of the Will of Wisps? Yeah. Is, this, is this your God of War? This is my is Halo, this your Horizon? Yeah, my Halo 6. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope it won't be that. Halo Combat Infinite, yeah. <laughs> nah, Zach, this one's also uh, something that I'm staying away from. Like, good on Xbox, though. Like, you know, for the last generation, we've been singing songs about how they've got nothing exclusive-wise at all that's worth of any yeah. value, so good on them for getting something that has some people excited um that's exclusive uh i the only reason why i would play it should i ever choose to is it's on game pass so uh, it's it's free for me well you know quote unquote free with the service so i don't actually physically have to spend money on it i guess uh but i'll be honest with you uh when it comes to horror games i'm an absolute punts like slender man the original just took me well into new new voids of fear 
And uh, and after that, I'm like, well, that's it. I'm done with scary games. If anything's uh, anything like Slenderman or worse, which pretty much every horror game has been worse than Slenderman in the way of fear. Uh, yeah, well, I I'm mean, up. Aaron, Slenderman <laughs> do exist in the world. They're not all. They're not all. You know, larger. Larger individuals. Thanks, Lockie. So I'll just, you know, not sleep anymore. So, yep. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, four foot sleep. You, you, should, you should be af- afraid of them, is all I'm saying. Well, Aaron, maybe you can lull yourself to sleep playing some nice, relaxing Super Mario 3D World and then wake yourself up in the morning with some Bowser's Fury that's coming out February 12th. Do you have a Switch, though, Aaron? I don't know. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I've okay, always well, been a Nintendo fanboy. You're going to be picking this one up? This one I'm interested in, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it it's, it's definitely speaks to me a little bit more than horror. Thing is, though, uh, this is probably going to be a controversial comment, and I feel cynical, so maybe I'm getting locky vibes over there, but... This is uh, this is the same old when it comes to Mario for me though kind of thing. Like it's it's the same old 3D, well newer modern 3D. You know, pretty much from Mario Wii onwards or whatever. It to me, it's just the same old game. I'm I'm just fuming back. I'm just fuming back. He's taking yeah. my fucking cynical <laughs> bit. Fuck with. Oh, he's oh he's encroaching on my territory. I'm Being a territorial. This guy. But uh, yeah, no, Zach. Probably probably not until it gets cheap enough for me to warrant purchasing it only because it's not... <laughs> Aaron it's never going to get cheap Nintendo yeah, never drops yeah, the value yeah, of, yeah. Their, um, of their stuff you're a skeleton if you want to wait for that you're and right. look and I'm not yeah. going to be waiting for that if you'd asked me six months ago Zach are you going to be picking up uh, Super Mario 3D World I would have spat in your face and told you to get fucked <laughs> now I wouldn't have gone that extreme but I would, I would have said no such a no nice way. friend I'm, I just don't really care enough about platformers and I didn't grow up with Mario I just couldn't care but then after playing uh, 3D All-Stars and playing mm. Super Mario Galaxy which is probably one of my favourite platformers of all time now yeah, it's, it's so good. I'm yeah, like, it's... yeah, give me more. Like, I don't care. It's old. I don't yeah. care. It was on the Wii U. I haven't mm. played it. I'm fucking down. Nintendo, take my money. Lucky, are yeah. you going to be picking it up? I'd rather, I'd rather be able to finally play Galaxy Two oh, to be honest. Too. But yeah, I yeah yes. yeah. That's that's the after playing Galaxy again remastered. I'm like, oh, I wish I got to play mm. Two because I think it'd be great. But yeah, I yeah for the same reasons, I'm I'm keen on it. Um, Bowser's Bowser's Fairy Revenge. Um, yeah, so like, I mean that. Y- y- uh, it looks like a gimmick. It looks like it's probably only worth like ten bucks worth of content. Mm. But yeah, you know, at least they're doing something. I mean, I, I Nintendo never does much. Nintendo really does bare minimum when it comes to these remaster yeah. stuff and revisiting old properties. So at least they are doing something this time round. So I gotta at least respect well, that. You can just relax, Lockie, because I know you're not gonna have anything negative to say about this next title. It's going to just be pure joy coming from you. Riders Republic is coming out in Feb- uh, February 25th. It's coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S. Pretty much, yeah, everything. Stadia, uh, except for the Switch. Uh, but now this one, in between the time of when I got this article together, it was our first victim of the delays of 2021, or one of the first. Riders Republic has been delayed until later in 2021 uh that's the official announcement but i wouldn't be surprised if it ends up getting moved to 2022 early on even coronavirus friends 
But Lockie, you excited about Riders Republic? You disappointed? You're going to be waiting a bit longer. I don't know anything about it. Riders Republic, so it's a game about riding. See, that's the thing. It's such a. It's it's something that I know you would not care about. We've actually spoken about it on the show before. It's like the Ubisoft game. Uh, they showed at one of the Ubi Forward events, where it's basically I don't know. It looks like like a multiplayer uh exports game or whatever you know this like you know you can ride a bmx and you can fucking i don't know parachute oh i thought you was i thought it was writing as in you write a story no, riders <laughs> republic yeah. oh it's okay skateboard, I, I think. yeah you can see do all, ki- all kinds of different wheeled things i mean look i love tony hawk so if they if they're able to capture the magic that is those games then yeah that sounds great but uh, honestly i think the world just needs better writers especially <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that they're not you know focusing yeah, in well, on ma- that yeah make so. sure you listen to uh the, the episode of news to reviews when we do eventually review writers republic because that'll be the top concern is the writing in this uh exports game are you gonna pay are you actually gonna get uh, it look this year i think it's gonna be quite empty so I'm probably going to be getting anything that I have any sort of interest in whatsoever, but I, I can't see this being a game for me. But can, can you see this being a game for you, Aaron? Maybe. I don't know. Like, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, no. This is, um, this is kind of the evolution of Steep. <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember Steep that Ubisoft yeah, did? I, no. I vaguely no. remember it because I got it as a PS Plus game and played it for... 20 minutes and then never ever touched it yeah so just quickly Lockie Steep is a open world game which doesn't have much narrative at all it's essentially just um, explore different parts of these mountains in the Alps where you can go snowboarding um, you can uh, go Mm. skiing and you can go parasailing like those three activities kind of thing uh, no- oh, okay, yeah, yes, sandbox exactly. Corner. It's kind of like have your own fun. You know, there's yeah. different parts you can jump off the cliff yeah. and do the parasailing or whatever, or there's different mountains to snow down. Towards the end of Steep's yeah. life cycle, they started teaming up with X Games. They started trying to bring like a little bit more pop culture references in. They kind of trying to make it more of a party game now, you know, with different colors and wacky outfits and, you know, 80s mode and all that kind of stuff. And Riders Republic is like. Yeah, yeah, they mode. did like a like a okay. like a winter wonderland, like an eighties winter wonderland, you know, with like eighties costumes and stuff like that. Um, this is the evolution okay. of that. This is like right. next level. This is now we're doing all that wacky stuff kind of thing, but you're also riding BMX bikes and you you know you can have up to sixty four players going down the hill at the same time with you kind of thing. So it's just chaos of people hitting trees and you know falling off cliffs and you can bump them off cliffs and stuff. So Mate, yeah. so they're really trying to lean into that full guys if thing. There is not a yeah. skin. For Nicole Kidman from BMX yeah. Bandits, <laughs> I'm going to riot. Okay? That has to happen. I, I don't know. That is a deep cut reference because I do not know what the fuck oh, you're yeah. talking about. Oh, yeah. Look up a trailer for BMX Bandits and you will thank me very quickly afterwards. <laughs> okay. But I would prefer Nicole Kidman from Ice yeah. White Show. <laughs> I want Nicole Kidman um, from, say, say I want that's Nicole Kidman I from Batman Forever as Chase Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I want? I want a free PS Plus game that's multiplayer, just like Fall Guys, and it's happening. 
a game that was announced at one of Sony's, like, you know, Sony event things and Nintendo Direct-style streams. They announced Destruction All-Stars, and it's an exclusive to PlayStation 5, and basically Destruction All-Stars combines vehicular combat and, and on-foot combat, and it's coming exclusively to PlayStation 5 in February. It will be, be released as one of the month's free PlayStation Plus games, and yeah, as I mentioned before, oh, they have they have big faith. No, in that they one, hey, mm-hmm. they did this with Fall Guys, and Fall Guys was an absolute mm-hh. re- renowned, uh, uh, yeah, renowned success. It was so good, and and they, and uh, they did the same true. thing with yeah. uh, Rocket League as well too. Uh, it can only it, it, yeah, it, yeah, that's true. With the big multiplayer games, when they're confident they can get a subscription, exactly. or you know. Pay pay stuff afterwards. Exactly, yeah. like it, you want one yeah. of the biggest things that can kill a multiplayer game is if you don't have enough of a base there for you to be able to actually get into yeah. the game. So them releasing this as a free PS Plus game, it, 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 you know, we have seen it not go the greatest with things like Drawn to Death, but I'd argue that just wasn't a good game. If Destruction all all stars is good, this could be a massive boon from them. I know I'm going to play it. I've got a PlayStation Plus subscription. I'm definitely going to give it a crack. It's free. Why the fuck not? And I've got loads of friends who also... Well, I've got actually not that many friends with PS5s and it's a PS5 <laughs> oh, exclusive, oh, so, exclusive club. Mr. The Popular. PS5. There'll be an exclusive club of us apparently playing Mr. Destruction Mr. Popular All-Stars. swinging his friend's dick around. <laughs> with his know, cigars oh, and his scotch on the rocks and his PlayStation 5s. <laughs> Yeah. And it's funny, yeah. as it's I was broken, saying all this, I just realised... It's so good. Can't even walk. Maybe they actually are shooting themselves in the foot by making this a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Maybe they should have made this on PlayStation 4 oh, as well, too. I'm sorry. Because... Sorry to all of our... To all our dis- they, they're going to have a far smaller player base. You're absolutely right. Like, There's not a lot of PS5s out there, and even less than that uh, of people with PlayStation Plus subscriptions. So maybe it being a PS5 exclusive might fuck it up. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm mm. I'm still very curious to see this one, um, Aaron. I guess you won't be playing it because it's you don't have the console for it. And neither will you, Lockie, because yeah, you don't have a PS. I don't have any friends. There yeah. You go. So yeah, no, it was the friends. And thing, another yeah. thing you're not going to be able you to know. play is Returnal, which is coming out March 19th and is made by Housemark, the same people who made Resogun. Uh, now look, it looks like chick shooting aliens with some bullet hell and that you know there's not a lot coming out in march i might pick it up but it's not one that i'm super excited for and it's not one that either of you will actually be able to play but something is will be able to play is it takes hang two. on wait up zach sorry just rewind yes. what's the name of that yeah, game yeah, yeah. again returnal can we please just analyze that how does that make any but like what what kind of relevance does that have to the game like is are they an internal uh, person returning from somewhere <laughs> and uh, like how does that work no no they want you to return the like, game because it, <laughs> to it, the store because it's it internally a upsets you so you go and return it no you know yeah it, no no it's a returnal a returnal is a common name for a game oh, that it? gets returned and so yeah they have such little faith in the game being enjoyed by the people that purchase it, they know it's going to be a Returnal. <laughs> okay, that's probably not a good... Like, that's may, you may as well just name the game Refund This kind of thing. Like, Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's a terrible name for okay. a game. Bring really it bad. It's like, you know, Immortals Phoenix Rising. It's just a mishmash of yeah. words. Yeah, okay. Know? It just doesn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> no, well, no, at least Phoenix Rising wasn't called This Game Is Shit Returnal, please. <laughs> Like, you know, this one this one is a little... This one is a bit worse well, than that. hopefully neither of you will want to return a game called It Takes Two. Uh, that's coming to basically every platform except for Google Stadia and Switch. 
And it's uh, by Hazelight, the studio uh, which helms the Fuck the Oscars guy. I don't know if you guys remember from the Game Awards a couple of years ago, there was a developer who got up and get, flipped a finger to the camera and said, Fuck the Oscars! And ah. it was fantastic. He's basically... Tommy Wiseau, but like you know, actually with some kind of talent. This guy, um, I'm, I, I, I enjoyed. Oh, what I is enjoyed, that? What is Tommy Wiseau with talent? <laughs> the guy, uh, the fuck the Oscars guy who who made this game. So, but, but what is that? Is that like he's got he's he's from an indistinguishable European background, uh, European background well, that, that we just, just, we can't figure out where he's well, from, he's and he's of, actually uh, talented, he's wacky and eccentric. And but he's actually got talent, this guy. Whereas old mate, yeah. So yeah, okay. Yeah, like I enjoyed playing through a way out with uh, one, my, one of my best mates, Hunter. Shout out to him. It wasn't you know the, the greatest game ever, but it was a lot of fun to play through with a friend. And I enjoyed that you could buy that game and your plan, your friend could play through it with you uh, for free. Uh, they just download the demo version. It would unlock for them when they when they're playing with you, which is a great customer friendly move and for a game published by, by EA, which is just absolute insanity. So, look, yeah, I'll probably give It Takes Two a try. I, I know literally nothing about it. Scratching your heads here, fellas? Do you, are you familiar with any of this guy's stuff at all? Oh, I don't know yeah. anything about it, so I got yeah. no I, I saw no it at the well, look, got- Game Awards uh, this year. Last year, sorry. I saw it at the last year's Game Awards, um, this game, like the trailer for it and everything. But unfortunately... Yep. Uh, they put it in the same segment that had Perfect Dark and Back for Blood. So uh, my excitement for this was in the toilet compared to those two. Yeah. So I don't think oh, so. And we have so many games. We have so many games we need to get through. If you're if you're going to list off all of the ones coming out this year, we're only about thirty. Of what we know, yeah, there's games that we don't shit. know. Yeah, like wait till Nintendo so we, we, said what they're going to do with the 35th anniversary of Zelda, like and Pokemon 25th yeah. anniversary. There's so much more to come. Well, they're just... Well, yeah, Aaron, they're just going to release another yeah. game. I mean, that's oh, not well, much yeah, of a mystery there. I guess... Well, hang on. No, 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 no. no. Wait we'll up, wait to... up. Just before we... Sorry, Zach. Before we go further back into these game things, though, that's not what happened this year, though, with the last year with the 35th anniversary. They announced those Mario Karts. Oh. Do you remember the home Mario Kart thing? They, they teamed up with yeah. Lego... And they 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 made the they create you know you got you can build your own NES now with Lego like they teamed up everywhere with a lot of different places that don't just do games and uh, and did something special for the 35th anniversary of Mario so maybe yeah yeah they did a lazy port of of three old games and yeah the old stars price yeah. for it. but people and wanted limited it, the yeah. amount of time you could even buy it but no oh, and it was great and we enjoyed it but like it is lazy they look they know what sells they know what people want and nintendo is in a very fortunate position where they don't have to work very hard um now you know it's a difference between me respecting a games company and me still enjoying the shit that they do i don't respect them okay. but sorry I enjoy zach back shit. to this yeah, game look, i think you're right with what you said before Lockie. we do have a ton to get through yep. here so let's just stick with the stuff that yep. we are excited for on this one I have pretty high hopes that you are actually excited for this one, Lockie, and it's Monster okay. Hunter Rise coming to Switch on March 26th. Please tell me you're excited for this and you want to pick this one up because I know I will no, be. And I no, no, I'm it. not. I'm not because in the in the demo they've already confirmed that they fucked the insect glyph to to all buggery. It's now useless. It's only its distinct features were that it was the only weapon that allowed you to jump and that you could do monster riding in Monster Hunter. I tried. Um, they've re- 
They've removed monster riding altogether in Rise, so that that fucks it for me. And they give everyone else the ability to jump now, which also fucks it further. So no, I'm not particularly happy with the direction they moved in with it. I'm look, and that's not me saying the game's shit. I think there's. I've taken a quick look at the demo. It looks as good as graphics can look on the Switch. I'm actually shocked that they can make it look this good on the Switch. It's still not by any comparison up to the standards of old gen Xbox and all that. But hey, they're working with what they got, and that's still okay. Impressive. Well, look, look, so, yeah, look, guys. I tried. I tried to say something that that Lockie would enjoy. I'll get. I'll <laughs> get you all, one day, Lockie. It's always I'll, a useless ploy. Oh uh, well, you know, you know, I'm an insect glide boy, and you know they they took a they took a steaming shit on that all weapon, right, and it's the right. only weapon that they did well, shit Aaron, on. Please tell me there's something on this list that you're excited for. No, no, let me go back. So Palamutes, I'm happy about Palamutes. I think that's cute. Great, great. Um, they've worked dogs into it, which is good. A little bit weird. Have you noticed the Palamutes are like dogs on all fours, whereas the cats are like this human hybrid thing? Um, so, like, I'm just confused. They seem a bit inconsistent in their own world with how they go about that. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, I like it's it, but Japanese, I'm confused. Lucky, they, they okay, crazy well, things. I guess that's sort of a positive. <laughs> Aaron, do you have a sort of positive game off this list? Uh, are we, the list isn't over, though, right? You, you've got more to come. Oh, no, yeah, I'm going to talk about more stuff I'm excited for, but let's just keep knocking out the ones we're okay, excited yeah. for. Yeah. So, what are you excited for, Aaron? Yeah, yeah there is shit stuff coming up for. that I'm absolutely going to lose my banana over, but... Well, fucking tell me, cunt. What are you excited <laughs> for? Say one of these games. Yeah, what well, are you it's on your list for? coming up. But um, Back for Blood, pretty much take my money. Like, yes. as much okay, as you want. Nice. You yes. you want more? Just ask kindly and I will hand you my money. So yeah. that is... Yeah, buddy, coming the... June 22nd to uh, all yeah. platforms. I'm actually going to be able to play this one because it won't be a Microsoft exclusive. Right, but i got to say, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm yes. not too... Look at that! That's a game, a multiplayer yep. game we're all excited uh, about. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not very. Should excited we perhaps play together? Should we perhaps play together? I know Zach has options, but Aaron and I seem to be quite limited. Um, <laughs> look, I didn't play Left 4 Dead, so I can't say I'm too excited about this one. But hey, look, if if I've got a lot of yeah. friends who are uh, playing it, like if it's cross-platform and I can play it with you guys, then yeah, I'm you down. know, this was it. Um, this, but yeah, it's not. One this I'm is it, though, for. right? Like uh, being a Left 4 Dead uh, fan and a fanatic, I freaking love Left 4 Dead. Uh, all we ever wanted was a sequel, like th- a third sequel, sorry. So Left yeah. 4 Dead 3 is all we've ever wanted. Unfortunately, that franchise is stuck with Valve, which only know how to count to two when it comes to their games. And it was just, it was a lost cause. Like it was, it was hope that was diminishing every single year until Tur- Turtle Rock, the studio that created Left 4 Dead, said, okay, we hear you. We, we want to make Left 4 Dead as well, but we can't do it under that name. So <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. We're going to call it Back for Blood. We're going to give it everything that you guys want. We'll put a fresh coat of paint on it with um, uh, some of the uh, special zombies. You'll be in a different place, but you're doing Left 4 Dead. And to me, Bloody that's all I've ever wanted. So congratulations, Turtle nice. Rock. You'll be taking every dollar I have. Nice. Have you have you two seen the demo for I've it? I've seen though? the... Yep. So what are your thoughts on the... On the- Actually seeing the demo, how, how do you feel about it? I absolutely love it, Lockie. Like, seeing how much... Like, if I was to say, what would you want more of from Left 4 Dead? I would say gore. Like, give me more mm. gore, more blood, more mm. dismemberment, more... They just delivered on that. Like, in, in all of the gameplay, it's just yeah. like, you shoot a zombie and it can just explode into blood, which is perfect. You know, the yeah. the environments themselves, I wanted something kind of more fresh. 
and they've kind of stepped away a little bit from what Left 4 Dead have, and they've gone into different environments now, which I'm happy about. Um, the zombies as well, like, they were getting stale. I, I kind of wanted something new with zombies as well, and they've given you a zombie that's like 10 foot tall, that's going to take everyone to try to take out. They've given zombies where it kind of... They'll yeah. Sh- yeah. Cool the, the special zombies, infected yeah. are fantastic. Uh, ev- everything that. about that is like... Everything that a Left 4 Dead fanboy wanted for Left 4 Dead 3 is now in Black for Blood. So, bloody, take it. Bloody oath. I'm, I'm excited for you, Aaron. Yeah. Now, to keep the, keep the ball rolling, Lockie, what's a, what's a game off this list that you are actually excited for? Well, it was Back for Blood, so that's why I was asking questions on it, Zach. So, there, so I was leading somewhere with it, though. Um, so, back to that. Back to Back for Blood. <laughs> so, I, I'm a little bit concerned because I'm a big fan of Left 4 Dead as well, um, and I agree with you, you know... We we all just want more Left 4 Dead. It's a near perfect game design, great multiplayer experience. Um, I didn't think the graphics were that great. I thought they were a little bit old gen. Really? And yeah, I didn't. I I, I saw lots of texture down. Like I saw lots of shitty textures in it, and I saw lots of stuff where I felt like this could be. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this this could be released on Xbox One easily. It probably now, will be though as well, right? It's not exclusive next gen game, is it? Yeah, I. You're right. It is being yeah. It does have versions being released on the older stuff. But yeah, I'm surprised seeing seeing that it's being released on the next gen stuff. I don't think this is nearly next gen level quality graphics. And for, as a PC player, I'm a little bit disappointed in the level of graphics that I'm seeing on this. So I was hoping it'd be a little bit more polished than than what it is. At least based on the pre alpha gameplay footage. But yeah, we'll see for its final release. I'm still looking forward to it. But I just yeah, I was hoping for something a little bit more you know, modern day game. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. Zach, just quickly, uh, one thing with Back for Blood, uh, sorry, Left for Dead, which I, mo- I know you may not have played. Left for Blood. Left for yep. Blood. <laughs> uh, it's all right, guys. We've only got like another, you know, 15 <laughs> games to get through or whatever. So we can stay on Back for Blood for another 10 minutes or so if you need. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, only other, <laughs> the only other thing I'm going to say, the only other thing I'm going to say, which is just perfect. And I don't know why games don't do this in, in today's age, is they have something in there called the AI Director. Which, uh, which means that if you're doing really well in Left 4 Dead, you're going through and you're mowing down every zombie, the AI director goes, okay, this guy's an expert, so let's just chuck, you know, three times the amount of hordes at him kind of thing and give him so much more to work with so it feels like he has a challenge. And it also does the same thing in reverse. So if you're doing really shit, then the AI director goes, okay, this guy's newer, so let's slow it down and maybe give him one horde instead and, you know, make sure he doesn't just rage quit kind of thing. Don't know why games don't have that more of that these days, like an AI director like that kind of thing to to prevent you rage quitting or just going through a game like it's nothing. E- excited that that's coming back for Back for Blood as well. Bloody that's oath. good. And I'll just quickly list through the yep. games left in the 2021 that I'm excited for. Uh, we have Far Cry 6 coming. It was meant to be May 25th, but you know, we'll have to wait and see about that. Everything's going to be delayed to the shithouse. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Uh, coming to PS5 in the first half of 2021. I bet you any money that's going to get delayed at least to the later half of 2021. We'll have to wait and see for that one. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is slated to come in the second half of 2021 to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. That one, yeah, I, I also don't believe that. That's I the racing like, game, right? It, it, exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it certainly is. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, yeah. 
that yeah, so that that that's yeah going to be delayed in. I reckon that's going to end up being delayed into 2022 for sure. Coronavirus has been going on for a year now, and we're probably going to see more of the effects of these coronavirus delays this year than what we did last year. Uh, Gotham Knights. Uh, oh, I'm excited about that one. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, I'm tentatively excited about that one. I did. Arkham Origins is one of the the least favoured of the uh, Arkham series, and it's a game that I actually really, I really enjoy. It's definitely not my favourite of of the Arkham games, but I, I did have a lot of fun with it. So. I do have some sort of hopes mm. for Gotham Knights. I, I think it was just the term, the title that put me off because I, I hate origin stories. I hate I hate prequels. Um, yeah. So like I hate I hate it when I feel like a, a franchise's narrative goes backwards rather than mm. forwards. Yeah. And and yeah, writers have to stop doing that. Write new stories. Don't rewrite old stories. I'm sick of it. And yeah. I never ended up playing Origins as a result of that. So and uh, honestly, I I reckon. You know, as much as it's a crazy thing and, like, you know, a lot of love and care goes into these projects, I think a lot of people think like me and, and get sick of prequel shit. Yeah. So, yeah, this is good. Um, I'm more interested in this. And the the last thing I'm excited for, which is meant to be coming out in 2021, which uh, this one's definitely not, is God of War Ragnarok. God of War is my favourite game of all time. This sequel is has got to be my most anticipated game ever for sure. But yeah, 2021, yeah, right, mm. no way. It's not. It's just not happening. Uh, so I'd like, yeah, don't, don't, don't get your hopes up for that one this year. Yeah. And the last thing sense. I wanted to mention isn't a game I'm excited for. Uh, it's just something I know people are curious about, and I wanted to mention it because it's been delayed. Hog- Hogwarts Legacy was meant to be coming out this year sometime to all platforms except for Stadia and Switch, and now it's been delayed till 2022. <laughs> And yeah, okay. so I think just in this list alone, there was three games that have already been delayed within the two weeks of this article coming out. So expect to see a lot more of these delays yeah. as we head further Any, into 2021. Yeah, I agree. Anything that's slated to come out um, in the second half of this year will absolutely be delayed to 2022. You'd think so. Mm. Yeah. I think vast majority of them at the very Especially least. big games like um, that, especially Ragnarok, where like, what yeah. do we have so far? You've got a name. And that's it. So we haven't seen any yeah. gameplay. We haven't seen any developer stuff. We have seen no story. Yeah, that's We've true. We've seen nothing yeah. except a name. Yeah. So that's more than likely going to be next year or the year after even. That's true. You want to be seeing a pretty complete looking Before game launch. already exactly. with demos being showed yeah. off for for us to be confident. Oh, yeah, it's probably going to be released yeah. soon. 100%. Yeah. And th- just think about all the all the delays that we had last year. And really, that, that was on games or, you know, games that we saw get affected at least, at the very least, by coronavirus. And that was all games that were, you know, very late in their development, you know. They were in their final year or final six months of development. Now we're going to be seeing games that have been impacted by coronavirus for an entire year almost. Yeah. It's just going to keep... This This ball's going to keep rolling. Yeah, and you're probably right. Um, I did want to talk about one game. Now, I'm not necessarily excited about it, but I wanted to get more clarity on it if you guys know more about it. What the fuck, Lord of the Rings Gollum? What? Why? What? What? Why? How? Who? I know. Like, you pick the... You Which? pick the... Out of all of the Lord of the Rings, you pick Gollum as your main protagonist. Like, why? <laughs> it, yeah. Is, is it going to be a game where you're playing as Gollum 
doing wacky golem hijinks. Uh, well, uh, yeah, well, I'll say well, so. I don't know if it's going to be wacky hijinks, but yeah, you do play as golem. Well, of course it's going to be wacky hijinks. He's a wacky character. Mm-hmm. He's got a split personality. He he likes riddles and bullshit like that. Um, he, and he also, what else fish. are you going to do? He in... beats fish. It's... Let's not forget yeah, that. He, exactly. <laughs> he, he, he does wacky hijinks. <laughs> and he's... um. He, he, like, I can only imagine if the game's focusing around Gollum, it's going to be, like, some weird stealth game. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you're actually right. I think they've said it, there's going to be, like, stealth elements to it. So, uh, yeah. Why would I don't why would you, want, I don't have why would you want a protagonist yeah, hiding in a cave? Like, hiding in a cave yeah. as, a, as a main narrative. Why? Yeah. Now, Lockie, what if I told you that they've managed to land the one and the only Andy Circus? Oh, I don't care. Reprise his role as Gollum. Yeah, I don't care. Well, that's good because they haven't, so... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I, I... Yeah, they've oh, okay. got nothing to look forward yeah. to. Well, he wouldn't have cared yeah. either way, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they picked, they picked the worst character. Gollum is, Gollum is like Jar Jar Binks of that world. Like, you don't do an entire game around him. He only can work as a supporting character. Like, he's not a central If character. they did the game based upon Smeagol... As the actual like River Man, do you remember that? I would actually be even I'll be a little bit more interested because he's got like a bit more personality. He does kill like others of his kind. So. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he does kill. He 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 has a he has a he strangles his best friend in a very heated argument. I don't think yeah. um I don't think I'd like to play a game where my main character's action item is just strangling people in these really long harrowing scenes. It's just really really harrowing. Burdens. And every time it happens, they just zoom in on his face, just like they do. And the music the music goes off, and then it has that Mordor scream. Screaming, yeah. you know, and it's just like Harold. I want to see that. Really, I want to see that Smeagol stare as he's like strangling someone. Yeah, I want to see the light go out in both. Yeah, I want to see the light go go out in both <laughs> characters' eyes as as the murder's going on. Like it's like wow, um, like. <laughs> That's not a game that anyone wants to play. You would play that. You would. If the whole game was based upon you being Spiegel, (laughs) just going around the world, strangling people with dramatic dramatic stares, you would buy that game. Don't lie. (laughs) You're you're right. Yeah, you're right. It appeals to me and only me, but... Yeah, no, this is insane. Like, and I love that lot of, and I love Lord of the Rings that they they they've got this huge world with all these things mm. they can do. They've got, you know, mystical magical shit going on everywhere around them, and they focus on the most boring. I don't know. They just focus on this subterranean cave dweller creature. Michael <laughs> wants to talk about the games released last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bizarre. <laughs> so I'm really curious to see what they do with that one. I think it's going to be one of those okay, hate games. Yes. Yeah, hate me games. Too. Yeah. Me too. Now, I'm so pumped for everything coming in 2021, but there's only been one thing released so far in the games <laughs> that were released last week. We had Scott Pilgrim versus The World, The Game Complete Edition. Jesus, that's a title and a half. Coming to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC, and... Google Stadia at some stage. <laughs> oh, I thought they. I thought that game came out on the 360 ages ago. Yeah. So, so with that game, it, it did. did. It came. It's just the, yeah, it came out in 2010. Yeah. So it's a it came, re-release. Yeah, it came out in 2010, yeah. but they lost the licensing from that game. Uh, there was like licensing uh, concerns with it, and they lost it. Yeah. It was a massively high in demand game to come back. One of the biggest. And uh, and yeah, they they essentially did that. They they brought it back. They've given you all the DLC for it. 
Um, you've got online play now, which is a lot better than 2010 when you had it there as well. I think on 360. So it's um yeah, it's a it's a yeah. it's a good game. Yeah, I might pick up that one. I saw it on the Switch, and I'm like, yeah, all right, a fun little 2D platformer side scroller thing that works on the Switch when you're doing your portable thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard thus far, or even if you haven't enjoyed what you've heard thus far, please let us know on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter's the best place to keep track of everything we're doing. Our Twitter handle's at News to Reviews, and that's with a number two instead of the word two. Or leave us a little old review. Or parlor. Or parlor. We, wanna, we have a very strong presence on parlor. Yeah, exactly. And if you can, leave us a review on iTunes because it definitely helps us get into the ears of more people. Now, gentlemen, let's take a quick break and then we'll jump back in with the games that we've been playing. Alrighty then. Now, I know I've been playing a lot, and I think we've probably all been playing a lot because we've had a few weeks. We've all had a bit of holidays and plenty of time to get acquainted uh, with our video games over the last few weeks. Now, who wants to get us cracking with what they've been playing? All right, well, before I get cracking with my games, do either of you like old-school RPGs? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay, have you... Let's go. Okay. For the sake of this, yes, why not? Uh, for the sake of this, well, no, that, that's the whole point. Is, okay. is that like either you're going to get it and you're going to be interested or you're not because it's not your, your cup of tea. Are you going to go right. like, a, like a, a 1995 game and get lucky? Like yeah, some like, um, chrono like, trigger? You know, yeah, like I'm not talking about fucking Ratchet and Clank here, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of old retro shit over the break. Um, and I will get into one that came out a little bit more recently, which came out um, pre alpha, uh, the alpha. Um, in early access um, towards the end of last year? No, the year before, 2019. So anyway, first one, I've been playing a shit ton of Might and Magic um, 3, especially. Um, so have you played that one before? You haven't, Zach, because you've never yeah, owned no, a no, PC? Certainly not, certainly not. But I know I know you're, you, you love this one, Lockie, and it's one that you've described as... You know, very buggy and whatnot, but that you keep going back to it, I believe? Is no, I, yeah, no. So, actually, in fact, your your beloved Torsha was the one that was spruiking um, Might and Magic. I think she was playing 6 recently. Yeah. Um, so, I've gone even older than her, and I've gone back to 3, which is, like, basically just 2D graphics from the <laughs> release in the 90s. Yeah, fucking great game series. Um, so much fun. It's, um, it's a strategic game where you have a hero that can level up and get all of these skills. And in addition, he's um, accruing this army, which you can micromanage towns that you take over. And so basically most game models, you go through some sort of campaign where you have all these different mystical races and things duking it out. Um, so very much, very much Warcraft, but uh, a little bit more deft to it than Warcraft, just in terms of the strategy and how it, how it folds. But that is a turn-based game rather than real-time strategy. So that was the turn-based alternative to rts back in the day so am i correct in assuming that you're playing this on pc yeah pc oh yeah you can't get is it, it turn based? i think you can get it on it's turn-based so you can get i think it um the 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 best game of its kind and it's the only kind to ever have gotten a hc remake and it was um done by ubisoft uh five years back when they acquired everything uh, all the rights to the mind magic series so they um released the hd remake on all platforms so you can play it on 
uh, well, except for Switch. You can play it on your iPad. You can play it on your phone. So that's the big difference, and that's where you can revisit these, you know, fun old franchises. And mm. particularly with turn-based strategy, that actually really works on your phone because it's impossible to play a, a proper action game in your phone. You just mm. can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas if it's turn-based, you do have the time to, you know, select things and, and just let it play out once you're ready to end turns. So I think it really works well on those platforms. It's a great way to revisit that franchise yeah so definitely if that's something that tickle, tickles people's fancy i would highly 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 recommend that game man saying like it normally i'd just be like yeah no i don't because I, I don't play on on pc but hearing that uh it's actually on you know on uh, android and ios as well yeah like the idea of being able to just chill out on the ipad and play this while i'm watching a series or something like that that sounds pretty enticing i could be i could be down for that yeah yeah, it's really it really suits that that particular platform, because um, nothing's good on the phone normally. So it would be way mm. better than the games that you can see in the fucking Google Play or whatever Apple has version in the store. Yeah, other than Among Us, Among Us on mobile. Oh yeah, is awesome. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Among Us is 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 you know deity level. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what's up? What what have you guys been playing? I'm gonna go with Zachary. Ooh. Well, look, I've been playing, like, you know, as I mentioned at the start of the show, I broke my foot right before Christmas. So I've for had fun. a lot why did you, of... Why did you break your foot for fun again? Oh, look, I thought it's it would really be fucked. a good idea at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but if anyone out there is interested, it's the most boring story ever. I just basically tripped coming down the stairs. Yes, I'm, you know, I'm basically a, an 80-something-year-old man. Like, what, what uh, kind of response were you after, Lucky, though? Like, um, you know what? I want to test the durability of my bones. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, oh. pretty, well I, thought it, I thought it was a sexual thing. Oh. That was when I, I, yeah, yeah I, I thought that's where Zach was going with it, and that's yeah, why. No, he look, it's Zach is I, a, I it's Zach is a sterophile, though, mate. You shouldn't be like, you know, <laughs> ragging on him for look, that. Look, look, I, do yeah, I try that's and... true. That's true. That's me letting my bigotry come through, and for that, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, exactly. Look, do do I try and bend all of my extremities to extreme pain whilst I'm masturbating? <laughs> yes, I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah, did you get and your cock smashed by those hackers? Did I take it a little bit too hackers? far this time? Also, yes, yes, I definitely <laughs> took it a little bit too far. No, so yeah, trip down the stairs, broke. It's basically. The same bone that's like in line with my pinky toe, but like, you know, further up my foot, obviously, uh, you know, nearly split right through. I would have needed surgery. Really, I was, I was super lucky in the end. I've been in very little pain. I was surprised it was broken in the first place. But, you know, one positive out of it is giving me plenty of time to play some video games and far out. I've finished Cyberpunk 2077 now, so I'll quickly uh, just, just list my final thoughts on that one. After All finishing right. it, I was a little bit... Like, meh, I was 50 hours in and I'd already got rid of all the worthwhile content to devour in that game, unless there was side quests that I missed. But most of them were, you know, pretty apparent. They had a question, uh, they had an exclamation point there to tell you. So I'd exhausted all of that. All that was left was just these NCPD missions, which are just these boring cookie cutter. You either got to get the person out, kill somebody gets retrieve some evidence what have you and it was just i wasn't going to waste my time doing 50 of those quests there was when there was no story to them so yeah 50 hours in i've finished it the the ending i got there's multiple endings you know i i thought was just okay didn't really hit me that hard when i looked up the endings i kind of regretted the choices that i made 
yeah, so all in all, I've got to say, I'd probably only give, give Cyberpunk 2077, which, you know, to let people know, I did play this on PlayStation 5. I, especially considering all the fucking bugs I had, the crazy amount of crashes. I had to save spam purely because of the amount of crashes I had. As I said, in 50 hours, having 40-something crashes is just inexcusable it's 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 shocking you know i had one crash that happened within half an hour of playing it's just not not good enough i probably only give cyberpunk 2077 four keanus oh jesus wow wow and and you're playing out it on of, the best yeah, version and playing too. the best version of yeah, it four, four keanus out of 13 lawrence fishburns <laughs> Another that is, that is true. Superior. Lawrence Fishburne is the superior actor. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah so look, that, that's where I'll leave Cyberpunk for now. Don't don't play this game. Wait till they've patched the fuck out of it. Uh, give it months and months before you even bother with it. And even when you do uh, buy it on a sale or even buy it pre-owned, because to be honest, CD Projekt Red doesn't really deserve your support or your money. Uh, but yeah, they, look, do, they think... don't seem to want it. To be honest, yeah, yeah they, they seem to want... spit in the face of people that do give them. Oh, they want your money. They still got it. They, they sold thirteen million copies, but yeah. Anyway, mm. no, but they, for... yeah, they want your money, but they hate you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. they don't want your support. Like they, ha- they have an yeah. actual hatred for you, so they like they'll take your money and they're like, yeah, fuck you. you fucking that was the whole reason why they released it in twenty twenty because they they want your money. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And look, yeah, that's that's where I'll leave uh, what I've been playing for now. I've got much more to come. Aaron, what's been keeping you occupied yeah, over the break? Uh, what's been keeping you up at the night? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Slender Man now being real <laughs> possibly might keep me up. Yeah, the knowledge that one day you're going to die not doing it for you. What game is keeping you awake? The fact that I don't know how strong my bones are, so I need to test the durability of that <laughs> as well. That's right. <laughs> The knowledge that your bones one day are going to fall apart and fail you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I've been playing two games. Uh, I won't dive into it too much because everyone knows the first one. It's Valhalla, um, Assassin's Creed. So I did clock that game. Done everything mm. in that game with the exception of uh, getting all of the hunter skins. Like there's a whole heap of different animals that you can kill and then go and take back to like your village uh, animal skinner person who gives you rewards. Um, same. Yeah, sounds riveting. Yeah, exactly. The whole reason why I haven't done it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the other one is the fish one as well, which is the exact same thing, except you're hunting fish instead, getting rewards yeah. for collecting different fish. So game over for me. Don't want to do that stuff. Very boring. Yeah. Do you like fishing in real life? Well, no. now you get a really shitty alternative yeah. to it. I guess you know some people that might be in a lockdown area might be able to get something out of oh, it. Oh yeah, That's, legitimately. It's but, but yeah, but like me. yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the other thing I've been playing yeah. is... Uh, oh, just oh, hang on. Yeah. Just quickly while we're on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I do want to mention that coming some stage later in the week, we are going to be having an Assassin's Creed Valhalla spoiler episode. Uh, us three will be sitting down recording after awesome. this episode, that one. and um, So look forward to very, very deep thoughts on Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming up. But just briefly while we're here, I'll just quickly... Uh, I have finished the story, so I'll quickly put my review score here. Uh, for the people who, you know, don't want to have to, you know, get spoiled to find out my thoughts on it. And I would give Assassin's Creed Valhalla bloody eight Vikings out of 11... Animus. (laughs) Animuses. 
NMSI. <laughs> That's the plural for NMS. I don't know. But yeah, so like, I, 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 I had a great time with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's actually my favourite in the series uh, since Assassin's Creed 2. Really? Uh, but despite that, I, I like there was still a lot of issues with the narrative, and we'll get into all that stuff when, later on when we have the spoiler episode of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So look yeah. forward to that. Uh, yeah, I will say that there's enough there to the game for you to be able to really get into what they've done wrong with it, and <laughs> you know at least that, at least that. It's going to be interesting discussion. That's yeah. For sure. Do either of you fellas yeah. want to smack a number on that one? Uh I, I already smacked a number on it ages ago. I'm pretty oh. sure we've done all of this because oh, we've talked. Sweet. Dude, we talk about we've we've mentioned Assassin's Creed at least five times in it over the yeah, course certainly. of last year. Certainly. So I'm yeah. pretty sure we've covered that. Um, but yeah, oh. uh, it's a six out of ten game. It would be seven or eight, even if they could figure out what what the game is about. Um, <laughs> easily if they could just figure out if they could pick a fucking story it would easily be an 8 out of 10 but because they don't know what they're doing for most of the game it's just like oh, I'm, I'm gonna go with you Lockie uh, I've played every Assassin's Creed and this one would probably be a 6 out of 10 for me as well um, well yeah. I'll dive deeper into that in, in the um, mm. spoiler episode of yeah. course Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't mind blowing for me when it comes to Assassin's Creed but it was good. The only other game I was playing Zach just to um close up this one is uh Retro as well. Being a massive fan of the Zelda franchise, I've been playing Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Aww. Which uh, Aww. Yeah, I adore nice. those games. Like absolutely adore both of them. Um still haven't finished them though, but having a great time playing that on my 85-inch TV. They're pretty challenging. I, I'd say particularly Seasons. Seasons is one of the most challenging um, uh, Zelda franchises I've played. Because um, I, I, I loved all that shit as well as a kid. I had it on my Game Boy Color in advance. Um, and and, and, for people who, and for people who don't know, uh, there's, there's a bit of an interesting story behind the development of Seasons and, and the, the other Zelda Ages, game yeah. you're, you're uh, playing through, right? Yeah, so just um, with that, so Nintendo have already dabbled once before this game, like in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, with handing off um, franchises to other developers to, to bring out mm. games, and they did it with Philips. They teamed up with Philips for the... <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, no. for the very, very dismal release of the Philips CDI uh, console, which <laughs> just did so badly, and they gave don't, the... Don't Philips, don't Philips just do shavers now? They, that's all they do, right? That's all they should yeah. need to be doing, well, Lachlan, yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> after, <laughs> after that game, they moved into... They just stayed with Good. shaving. Please, just really briefly people out there you want a good time and just look up some clips of the philip cdi zelda game it is the room level bad hilarious shit it's fantastic sorry sorry no 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 that's that's good no you're right cdi cdi in general was an absolute shit show it was it was poor technology on it in its inception and just what people did with it was bad shit believe it or not too this god everyone was on cocaine during that decade what was it the 80s the 80s yeah yeah yeah, for sure for sure you know that everyone was on cocaine that was involved in the and this, it's all crazy. and the funny part about this too is they decided to go with Philips after they decided to turn down Sony for creating a Nintendo <laughs> PlayStation and they went with Philips oh. instead. So that oh, just oh, in the 90s. Wow. Yeah, that just goes to show oh. yeah it was the 90s. Sorry Zach, you're right. It was okay, it was the early mm. 90s. So that was Nintendo's okay. biggest Probably their biggest mistake, creating their biggest competitor. Yeah. So those 90s, they were probably smoking crack yeah, then, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think that was the 90s. In drug. Japan, no, what, what do know. they Sorry. do in Japan? I don't know. 
Opium, right? <laughs> nah, it's still got to be coke because it makes you more productive as a worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes bad yeah. decisions. Fucking but anyway, yeah. um, getting getting, yeah. getting to the point I was getting at, though, they, they've, they've handed off the Zelda franchise to developers before. It did absolutely terrible. In 1998, they decided to do it one more time, but this time the developer was Capcom that they gave mm. the Zelda franchise to, and Capcom created uh, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. It was the first time... Nintendo, well, well, second time, I guess, Nintendo gave the franchise to another developer. However, this time it was wildly successful and they went on to make Minish Cap and a few other Zelda titles um, after that. Oh, it did, because um, Capcom, it, it, is that the first one Capcom worked on? Because I got to say Link's Awakening on Game Boy Color is very similar in yeah, style so, to the... So um, Link's Awakening was a side project. So, yeah. uh, like, Nintendo were... They, they brought out Link to the Past, of course, um, in 92. Yeah. And the developers yeah. wanted to do something with Game Boy, but it was never officially greenlit. So they just yeah. created Link's Awakening in their spare time. So after hours ah, at Nintendo. Wow. Like, a few of them got wow. together and just made, like, this kind of kooky, fun game. Um, wow, Miyam- that's incredible. Yeah, they showed it to Miyamoto at the very start yeah. of creating it. Miyamoto's like, we're not doing that. Keep it as your side project. And then later on, once they, <laughs> once they actually almost had the game complete, Miyamoto loved it. And they said, yep, release it. And they, uh, they brought out that game. So, yeah, they, th- when, when they gave the rights to Capcom, they gave the rights mm. to all of Zelda like assets to Capcom to yeah. use. So, yeah, Capcom used a lot of the assets from Link's Awakening to make Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Oh, wow. nice. Now, now I know, like, for, for me, games like, you know, Ratchet and & Clank and, and Jack and & Daxter are just these absolutely nostalgia-fueled, lovely trips down memory lane for me. Is that is that what this has been for you the last couple of weeks? Oh, absolutely, man. Like, the, hearing the, the music from the Game Boy era, that's just so iconically Zelda. Uh, doing are you all frothing the over Din at the beginning in a shitty little pixel... Body, oh, that, 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 like, oh. that one photo as of a kid, her. Like, as a kid, you're like, oh, a lady on my Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, it looks just like any Ooh. other uh, NPC on my Game Boy. <laughs> but yeah, it was... no, no, no. They show no, they no, they show you a proper like anime style picture of, you, of her, so you can get an idea of proportions. Yeah, I know, I know. It was in the um, very first specifically, scene. Yeah. specifically, so they could appease that that side of things. And they're like, okay, you're seeing this version of Din, but this is what she really looks like. Yeah, so it's all left to your imagination after that. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, it's yeah. that hot girl from that yeah. one photo oh, at the start. Oh, it did. Yeah, anyway, to close my comments here, uh, massive Zelda fan, love it all except Breath mm. of the Wild, but love it all and I'm super excited for the 35th anniversary this year of Zelda. I can't wait to see what they're doing next. It's going to be a Breath of the Wild sequel, you do realise I know, that. but like, they're also going to do more than <laughs> you that. Dumb They've got to do more than <laughs> you- that. You dumb fuck, nah. you poor, poor fool. You're like, oh, I hate Breath of the Wild, but I can't wait for what they're going to release this okay. year. Okay, they of will. Of course they're releasing Breath of the Wild. They will. They just, they just released the Hyrule Warriors Breath of the Wild prequel. They're now going to do the Yeah, sequel. yeah, but Nintendo don't just focus on one Zelda franchise at a time or one Mario franchise at a time. Like, they, they, can, uh, they can re-release. Nintendo kind of does. They can re-release they, stuff, which is what I'm looking forward to. Like, all yeah, just... Yeah. What are you, okay, what are you hoping that they all re-release? Right, give me the... Zelda 3D All-Stars and give me uh, Ocarina of Time, Mm. give me Majora's Mm. Mask, give me Twilight Princess remastered on Switch. Perfect. You've you've got my money kind of thing. That is a very good trilogy too because Twilight Princess is basically 
like it, it already is sort of like a reimagining of Ocarina of Time. Like it hits the, uh, very similar beats. I'm going to be really pissed um, off though if they focus on Wind Waker yeah. and re-release Wind Waker instead and all well, that. That's okay. What? So now yeah. I have seen rumors uh, across the gaming sphere that there is some kind of All Stars style game in the works, but it will feature. Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, and Wind Waker. Oh, see, that's just it. That ma- like- but that makes sense. That makes sense, Aaron, oh. because that's shittier graphics. It's easier to do. And it was very successful. Yeah. You can't deny it's it success. It was successful, I get it. But, you know, after coming off Majora's and Ocarina, you wanted that kind of feel, that graphical feel that they have for both <sighs> yeah. of them being consistent. Yeah. Instead, you yeah. got some cartoon crap. Uh, I agree, yeah. and I'd love to see a proper remake, but the, what they would argue is, oh, we've already remade it on the shitty-ass DS, um, which is not a remake, but in my in, opinion. In that but, too, yeah, though, Lachlan. That's what, that's what they yeah, do. Yeah, I get you. That's what they I say. Oh, we've already done but it. But just to add on that too, though, Skyward Sword was probably one of my most favourite... It's in my top five Zelda games. The only reason why it's not high up there, like the highest up there, is because of motion controls. So if they can re-release Skyward Sword and find a way around motion controls like they did with Galaxy, then, Mm. yeah, I'll absolutely spend up on that. Because that had a fantastic story, fantastic music, fantastic dungeons, fantastic bosses, fantastic world. The only thing that dropped the ball on was motion control. They'll probably give you options where you can choose the classic version and, you know, because I'm sure the the Switch remotes would be compatible with all that. Yeah, Yeah. we can. But anyway, I I think they give you the option. That's it for me, Zach, on that. No worries, Lockie. What else have you been playing over this break? All right, so um, yeah, I, I, I've been I've been going into I've been cr- going crazy for all my roguelikes, and I I, f- I fucking love them. Um, and and last year was a really big year uh, for those. So you got Slay the Spire, and you had Monster Train come out in the same year. Both incredible card game, card based mm. mechanics, um, where you're in an RPG setting and you're going through all these monsters and things. And you're on the rails, and it's all randomized and different every single time you do it, and you get to optimize your builds. I love all that shit. It's fantastic. Mm. Now, I only just discovered two days ago a game that came out. Uh, it hasn't been released officially. It's in its alpha. And it's funny, most PC games these days seem to just be released in early access and never actually get a full release. Because why would you bother? You've made enough money. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one is in that stage where it's it's it is legitimately complete. It is ready to be played. There is so much content to it. It's only thirty bucks, and I can't believe that it's still in um, pre-release. And I am talking about a game called Wilder Myth. So this is this is a very unique game. This is I've never played a game quite like this before in my life. Now this game is a very it starts off as this very stock standard, typical turn-based RPG style where you've got your hunter, you've got your, your rogue and your magic guy, and they go off and, and do adventures. But what makes this game particularly unique is that it has pretty good versatility in how your adventures get skills and level up in a tactics-based format. Think Final Fantasy Tactics oh, yeah. where you're on a grid, um, that sort of thing. And I love that shit, and I wish there was more of it. Um but they, but what they do that's particularly unique is that they have this randomized generator which generates a myth around all of your characters. So it starts off, each of your characters have all these personality traits and they call them hooks, personality hooks that will eventually have some sort of impact on how their story un- unfolds. And each campaign that you go through is, is different to the last where it filters through 
as you explore the world, all these different stories and hooks. So um, maybe your characters have a romantic relationship with each other and that will reveal itself in the cutscene narratives in some way. Now, this isn't a high-budget game, so all of their cutscenes are comics that they've designed and had someone write up. And then these comics sort of branch off in, in all these possibilities based on your character's personalities and how they interact with each other and how that's then going to feed back into the narrative. In this game, its key attributes is that it builds up a myth around fully fleshed out characters, which are your heroes, as they go along. They get old, they die, they can get permanent injuries or, or die completely from the game. They sometimes get married and have kids, and they sometimes join up your party to help finish off. Can can they break their leg on the set of stairs? <laughs> they can. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they can break their leg. No, it's in a much more epic fashion than what Zach did, oh. where he just falls down the stairs. No, they actually have to die to these horrible beasts in combat you know fighting for their lives and you know they might be horribly maimed and that's where they will lose a leg so your decisions and even in-game fighting mechanics um have an impact on your characters so if you lose in 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 in-game you can choose to either have your character go out in a blaze of glory and do some damage on its way out or you can choose to accept that it gets permanently disabled in some way and that could have some narrative impact later on. Usually it does. So this oh, game, again, it's cool. a fan. It's so good. It, it has this fantasy element. So you might come in, in you can't, might encounter a crow god that might, you know, bless you with the spirit of the crow and you start growing crow wings and get crow legs. Like, it's fucking crazy. So, like, Jesus. everything bad that happens in the game, sometimes it, it's, you know, sometimes it's only a temporary thing and sometimes bad things lead to an even cooler legend and story that comes out of it and it's just incredible and this game currently has four fully fleshed out campaigns all of them are at least 10 to 20 hours in length like how this game is still in alpha and is only 30 dollars is beyond me in my opinion this game is at least worth 80 dollars and i would love it's an indie game it's been lovingly prepared by um by i think two main developers um which is insane um let me just look up the name of the company because I think uh, we should say the name of this company. Uh, I think they've earned that. World Walker Games. Yeah, so World Walker Games, you're doing amazing stuff. Um, uh, get this game. If you like RPGs, if you like stories, this game is absolutely a no-brainer. Unfortunately, it's only available on Steam at the moment. But yeah, in PC games, you like tactics, you like RPG, you like stories. Oh my god, this is fantastic. Amazing. Now, Lockie, the thing that really makes me my ears prick up is when you talk about uh, how they blend the narrative with the gameplay. You know, like if you lose somewhere here, that could not only affect your gameplay, but it's also going to could affect the narrative later on down the track. And I love absolutely love when developers manage to put this in their games like it it just Mm. it's so hard in a video game because you're just doing such bizarre shit like find this collectible scale this wall shoot this thing uh when they can narratively explain it and make it make sense in the universe and and make your make your actions feel impactful in that universe it's always that, that that's always just an enticing idea it's just so cool um, and now I'm curious. You said there's this comic book style. Is is there voice acting for the for the dialogue? No. So this is where you know it's it, you got to remember the limitations of the game budget wise. So it is yeah. an indie game. They're telling their story through 
and they're doing this randomly generated um, world through comics, and the the world yep. over map is pretty basic in how it looks. So mm. that's where you get when you get into the actual gameplay mechanics. It's a decent tactics RPG. It's not the best in terms of in depth. It's got enough depth there to keep you entertained, but it's not the most. You know, it's not you're not playing it solely for that. It's the 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 pure the the heavily driving force of this game is knowing that you get these cool stories and that you get to build this myth around your characters. Now, I would love to see more games take on this style and this approach, and I'd mm. love to see what a AAA studio could do with this, but they never would touch something like this. So this is, you know, this is an amazing thing for what it is, and you'll get a lot of joy out of it, and you'll you'll agree with me at the end of it where you're like, oh, you know, if only they could just have, like, this be a really massive RPG in its gameplay, it would be a perfect game. So it's the only thing holding it back. It's decent, but it's not mind-blowing in the gameplay. Sounds good. Bloody earth. I'm looking forward to hearing more about it uh, once, you know, it comes out of early access and, and yeah, we we'll see what it's like. <laughs> Who it's knows? Fully, fully Mate, it's been, an, it's been in early access uh, in early access since the end of 2019. So I, don't, mm. I do not know how it's still in early access and why they would stay out. They've got four campaigns in it. So, yeah. I, hey, yeah. Fortnite did it for like two years or something like that. They're in early access. It just, at a certain point, it just yeah. becomes meaningless. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. Well, to finish us off, I'll just go through, you know, very quickly the rest of the games that I, I've played over this break. As I said, I've had a lot of free time. I rolled credits on Immortals Phoenix Rising. Gods and Monsters is the name I prefer to call it. I platinum that one as well too, so that should tell you mm. what I think about that one. I loved uh, Gods and Monsters. It, it was so much fun. It was just this great game that I could just enjoy being in this world and doing all these puzzles and just... It was it was so good. I, I absolutely loved it. If you... You know, like Breath of the Wild, but wasn't a fan of the uh, weapon degradation. There's no weapon degradation here. And the combat, mm. I feel like, has a bit more to it. You've got some powers to play around with. And, yeah, I, and I, the upgrade the upgrade system is so satisfying. The loop of going out in the world and solving these puzzles and getting resources to come back and upgrade your character. It's just endlessly addictive and so, so much fun. Immortals Phoenix Rising, give it a crack. I'll give it fucking... Oh, nine out of nine gods out of 11 monsters and yeah oh my god zach that was in poor taste what (laughs) i don't know how was that in poor taste nine out of 11 zach really is that what we're doing now we're doing (laughs) we're doing terrorism humor that was not my intention you know that jesus christ goodness so so you'd put this game as great like an IGN great, an eight out of ten kind of thing is what. Look, yeah, look, I would put it. It's uh, it's my favorite. No, Ubisoft an IG, title an eight out of ten by IGN means that it's terrible. Oh, um, you need my, you need you need favorite. a ten or eleven <laughs> out of ten in order for it to be good on IGN. It was my favorite uh, Ubisoft game of last year for sure. Uh, it wasn't my favorite open world game because we had Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, but that was definitely uh, it would would have been second to that for me I, I think for sure and the uh, last thing I've been well I guess that's the main th- thing that I've been playing uh, over the break as I mentioned before Assassin's Creed Valhalla 
I uh, got the platinum in that one as well too, and then I decided to get the platinum in Maneater because I'm crazy and I hate myself, and I just <laughs> wanted to see my platinum numbers go up. So now I'm sitting at 25, sitting pretty. Wow. <laughs> also uh, do, you, played... do you actually enjoy the games that you play in order to get to the platinum, yes. or is this just like I, an obsessive I... thing? I strictly will only play a game that I actually enjoy okay. the loop of to, to get the platinum. If I don't enjoy the game, no way I'll, I would do it at all. Maneater, okay, I have cool. already platinum, and part of the allure of it was knowing that it's like a pretty chill 11, 12-hour platinum, and I was like, fuck it, I'm down, I've got the time. Uh, but I've actually I've, I've played a bunch of other stuff as well too, as I've had so much free time. I've played a little bit of uh, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, um, I've, I've also picked up Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I managed to buy it pre-owned, so I didn't give Activision any of my money, so I'm going to be giving that a crack as well. I've also picked up Death Stranding. Oh, so many video games. But, yeah, that'll do for my games over the holidays, and that'll do for news to reviews for our first regular episode back in 2021. That was, oh, that is, it feels so good to be back. I had such a good time, Aaron. <laughs> It was so good to have you here with us once Pleasure. again. I bloody got the got the 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 story of uh, Capcom and your your knowledge of all the inner inner workings over at Nintendo there during that That's period. Right. It's just fascinating. So, it's, so many it's memories. Always good to have you. Lovely, on. love to be. All here. these memories are being formed. You know, it only happened in real time just before this, and already we have such precious memories to take away from it. <laughs> and bring out a Smeagol game, not a Gollum game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not usually a cunt to the guests, but you can tell that I actually have some sort of friendship with Aaron outside of this when I'm being a total cunt to him on on radio. Is this radio? It's not radio, but it is. But whatever podcast. Uh, any final w- words for our listeners to kick us into 2021, Aaron? Uh, you need to stay safe. You need to uh, make it through these troubling times and, uh, and and love video games. And think about, don't get upset when you hear bad news about games being terrible at all. Because it's <laughs> it, what really matters is how you feel about the games, not not how everybody else feels or media feels. So... If you like the sound of something that gets a uh, four parsecs out of, uh, you know, <laughs> ten yeah, uh, Chris Purnells, then it, you go and do it yourself and have a and feel your thing. So, like Indiana Jones, if you are actually excited about the Indiana yep. Jones game, this is something you've been waiting for the last thirty-five years of your life since the the movies came out, and you're like, oh man, I can't wait until this is made into a video game, and you're still alive and you survived Corona, like you've you know been the, through you a know lot, the, you've made it. The funny. Yeah, the funny thing is, Lockwood, like, you're saying this as if this is the only Indiana... You know they've made, like, four Indiana Jones games. Oh, like, they've made, they've made Indiana Jones games, but the fact oh. is, we don't remember them. They're irrelevant, yeah. so that's why yeah. you're, uh, you're talking about I thought like that this. was... A, yeah, I, I, you're right. <laughs> I legit thought this was the first one. No, oh, this is dear. not the first time. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm sure they were wildly successful hits. And if you want to tell us what you thought of the old school Indiana Jones games, you can send your feedback to news to reviews podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on all these socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at news to reviews, and that's with a number two instead of the word two. And no, Lockie, you cannot find us on Parlor. And if you can give us a review, <laughs> oh, oh, we rats. would very much appreciate it. <laughs> But Zach, didn't you know everything else is fake news? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's not fake news? We're in a new year, and I just want everyone out there to please 
take care of themselves and take care of one another. Oh, I can't think of nice anything. Um, 2021. Yay.